Welcome to Playful Joy. In this episode, I'm doing something a little different, so please bear with me. I am quoting from another podcast and playing clips uh, from that podcast, but I am not a producer and I am just learning about this podcasting uh, job, so uh, my cuts and pace might not be quite what you're used to. Um, but I'd like to say thank you to Dr. Robert Puff for letting me use clips from his podcast. If you would like to hear more from him, he's written a bunch of books and he has a podcast as well. And he says the best way to listen to it is at www.happinesspodcast.org. So if you liked what he had to say and you'd like to listen to more of him, I urge you to go there. And he's I listen to him on Apple Podcasts, so you can also get his podcast um, there. Dr. Puff's podcasts are about cultivating happiness in your everyday life, and he does a great job um, every episode of giving examples from his life or people that write into him, and his podcasts are about 14 to 20 minutes long, so they're just a quick jumpstart to your day reminder of things we can do to be happier. So you can listen to him in all the places I already said, and here we go with episode 5, The Nanny. Welcome to Playful Joy, a parenting podcast without the guilt. I'm Charlene Nicole, and today I want to talk about something that was quite difficult for me, and I'm going to do a little something different. I'm going to quote another podcast. It's called The Happiness Podcast by Dr. Robert Puff. Um, This is specifically number 191, um, and his episode is called Parenting Like the Nanny, and he calls this freedom from guilt, an advanced parenting technique. Now we've all heard about guilt. It's everywhere. And you can literally make yourself feel guilty for any choice as a parent. Breastfeeding too long, not breastfeeding long enough, not breastfeeding at all, um, not giving your kids enough, giving your kids too much, working, staying at home, working from home, yelling and punishing, not yelling and punishing enough. It's, it goes on and on. And we all do it. And what Dr. Robert Puff says is when our children mess up, we feel guilty. And this he sees as a kind of a detriment to parenting. So feeling guilty makes you not as the best parent you can be. And I just, this reminded me of uh, something I heard from someone that had a really deep, profound effect on me. They said about children, you had them but they are not yours. And the first time I heard that, I thought, you're crazy. My daughter's my daughter and my son is my son and they're mine and they're perfect. And I, yeah, I had them and they're mine. And it really made me realize how attached I was to them and how much what they did, I let be a reflection of me. And it's not what they do is them and Yes, we have an effect on our children, especially when they're young. What we do, how we parent, what we teach them, of course, it comes out and has an effect on them. But at the end of the day, they're going to leave us. The goal of parenting is to raise them to leave us, right? We want them to go off and be their own person. And if we constantly see them as a reflection of us and everything they do is because of us and it's our fault 
and if we had just done something different, then that wouldn't have happened, then we're causing this just big stress ball. So this, you had them, but they're not yours, really just hit me. And I thought, when I heard this podcast by Dr. Robert Puff, he kind of lays it out in a way that helped me understand why it's not a good thing to be overly attached to your children and to see everything you do as vitally important um, in their development, to kind of take a step back and um, let them be them. So um, the older children get, the less we see them, the less we can influence them. Um, They're in school, they're in high school with their peers become a big influence. Um, As soon as they're maybe three or four, they watch TV, Um, eventually they go away to university. So when they're young, we have the most um, interaction with them, we have the most impact on them, and the things we say and do um, really do affect them. Um, But as they get older, they're just getting, we're less, we have less and less of an impact. Um, But we still blame ourselves when they make bad choices. And there's so many influences in their lives. It's not only us, but we still blame ourselves. I'm sure we all have maybe an aunt or an uncle, someone a little bit more removed that has an older child and that older child makes a poor decision. Um, I don't know, extreme example, drives drunk or is in jail or is addicted to drugs or, you know, and you can insert a lesser example here, but the first thing parents often do is blame themselves. If I'd only worked less, if I'd only got them into sports, if I'd only, if I'd only, if I'd only. So even at a later age when the parental role isn't um, the primary role in their lives. They have boyfriends, they have friends, they have bosses. We still tend to blame ourselves. And all we have to do to see that um, as a parent, everything we do, everything your child does isn't your fault, is look at two children from the same family. Yes, genetics are involved. Yes, environment's involved, but look at two children from the same family, they can be entirely different. So here's Robert Puff, Dr. Robert Puff, with how he feels about children and their choices and how we can't take full responsibility for that. And yet, can we really take 100% responsibility for how our children turn out and the choices that they make or what happens to them, even circumstantially. For example, if they get in a car wreck, is it our fault when that happens? This is what we're examining today. This sense of guilt that we feel as parents when our children's lives don't go the way that we want them to. Wow, so that's a big one, right? Detaching from when our children's lives don't go the way that we want them to detach from who we thought they would be, what we thought their life would be like, and really just let them be who they are, let them make mistakes, and let them live out their life the way that they're meant to. An example of this um, for me was when my daughter went to preschool. So she's born in October, but she was so verbal and just super smart and 
everyone wants their child to have the best um, possible education that they can and people were putting their kids in two years of preschool and I thought okay that's what we do and I took her and we visited and I rearranged my work schedule so that I could take her two days a week and she was excited to go and we bought the backpack and we took the pictures and we did all the things and then she started preschool at two and a half I guess she was and she just cried every time I left and the advice was just keep, you know, keep going, end the way, begin the way you want to end and she'll be fine. She's fine once you leave. And I mean, I look back at her preschool picture now. She had like her photos and she just looks so sad and I'm not guilt tripping myself here because this episode's all about not guilting, but that wasn't what I saw happening. She was going to love preschool. She was going to just, she's so smart. She's going to pick it all up. I'm going to drop her off and have an hour to myself and she's going to do great and make friends. And that was the story I'd made in my head and it didn't happen. And so the teacher came to me and said, oh, we think she should just probably try again next year. And I, what? No. And I fought it because I couldn't detach from what I thought was going to happen. So in that moment, at that time in my life, I feel like I couldn't do what was best for her because I couldn't detach from what I thought was going to happen. I thought if I just kept pushing forward, it would work out fine. And I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, but what I needed was a little detachment, a little space from my daughter and from what I thought was going to happen. And that would have really helped me at that time. Here's what Dr. Robert Puff says, um, about that and why he thinks it's important for us to, uh, let go of the guilt. I think we're going to be a lot better parents if we relinquish that sense of guilt and just focusing on doing a good job when we're with them and then focusing on living our lives well when we're not with them. I feel that that, as a parent, is a far better way to raise children. If we can relinquish a sense of guilt and just focus on doing a good job, I've really experienced this as a teacher. I am calmer and more patient with other people's kids than I am with my own. And I've come to realize it's because I have that space, right? They're not my child. I'm not completely invested in their lives and in how well they do in school. And I can just see them clearly for who they are and then move them to the next stage. So, okay, you're two years behind in reading. All right. I have no emotional feeling about that with my student. That's just, it is what it is. And let's go from here. So if we can take a step back and not feel guilty for that example, that our child is two years behind in reading and just move them forward from where they are, then we'll be a better parent. Here is how Dr. Robert Puff compares a nanny to a parent. We all know people that get help with raising their children. They may hire a nanny. They may have a grandparent come and help. But in this advanced technique, I want to focus on the nannies. We all know people that have been raised by nannies. And we also know that a nanny can do a fabulous job in raising children, sometimes better than the parents, because they're able to stay calm, they're able to stay objective, 
and they don't feel guilty when the kids do something wrong and feel embarrassed in public around their own children if their children are misbehaving. They just focus on the behavior, and then it's done. We as parents have all this guilt, so we don't always react in the way that's loving and kind. We overreact and get angry, we get mad, we say hurtful things. Where a nanny would get fired if they did that. They typically focus on the behavior, do a really good job helping raising the children. And though the children still may misbehave, overall, I think a good nanny can often do a better job than a parent because they're able to stay calm when the children are misbehaving. But because of our guilt, because we feel we're responsible for the way our kids behave or misbehave, we feel guilty when they're misbehaving. And instead of dealing with the behavior, all this emotion comes up inside of us and we can say some things that are very hurtful to our own children, whom we deeply love. So I thought that was really interesting how he's right. We do react to our children because they bring up stuff in us that we don't like. Um, an example I can think of is like at a restaurant when your child's misbehaving, you're often more worried about the other people in the restaurant than what your child is going through, right? The nanny isn't thinking, oh, everyone's going to think I'm a terrible mother if I don't get my child under control and, or who has a kid that jumps on the seats or, oh, I never thought my kid would be crawling under the table at a restaurant. All those things that we think in our head isn't helping us to deal with what's in front of us. Why is your child having a hard time at the restaurant? Do they need to get up and take a walk? Do they, are they over hungry? Are they bored? I mean, sitting at a table with adults talking is not interesting for a child. So if they're misbehaving, maybe, you know, maybe the situation is the issue. Maybe it's something with them. Maybe they need to use the washroom or um, my dad is amazing at this when we go to restaurants and my husband does it too. If they start to get like all wiggly and you know, the food hasn't come yet and they've colored in the coloring book and we've talked about their day, then one of them will just take them for a walk. Or sometimes I do it just like, Oh, I'm going to the bathroom. Who needs to go? And maybe they don't have to go, but they just get a walk. And I mean, that kind of thing is recognizing the situation and then responding to it instead of acting from a place of feeling judged by other people and our own insecurities and then reacting like that's not how you act in a restaurant sit down right now you know that it might work and but a better way might be um to see why they're behaving that way and then respond instead of reacting so it's really important for us to get over our own stuff to be the best parent we can be like, why are we worried about what other people think of us in a restaurant? Or, you know, in that moment to think, why am I feeling angry about this? Is it about the child or is it something to do with me? So that's the big part. That's why he calls it an advanced parenting technique, because in that moment, it is so hard not to react in anger, especially if we bring in like, oh, we brought you out to this nice restaurant. We're spending all this money or we got out of the house, we thought this would be fun, and now it's a disaster. There's so much more going on in that moment in your mind. So to overcome that and react like the nanny is very difficult. So, but at least if we think about it, like the first time, you might still yell. But maybe you'll realize that you yelled afterwards, you'll re reflect on it and think, oh, okay, that's what I did there. 
And then the next time you're in the same or similar situation, maybe you'll realize that you're going to react in anger and maybe you can lessen it a little bit. And then the time after that, like this is a process. You're not going to just say, oh, I'd like to do that and then be able to do it. It's, it takes time and effort and every time realizing what you're doing and then choosing to do something different. And that's tough. There's another reason to try this technique of parenting like the nanny. Um, Dr. Robert Puff says kids share with the nanny because they know that she will stay calm and listen and they don't share with parents because they're afraid of what they might say or do. So they might get angry, they might react, you know, they might not accept what their child has done. And But the nanny just listens and she stays calm. She's not emotionally invested in what the child has done. So if we keep reacting to our children's behavior, it kind of teaches them to not share with us, to hide when they do something wrong or what they, what you won't accept or when they make a mistake. And that's not what we want. We don't want them to be hiding themselves from us. They want, we want them to feel safe and loved and able to come to us if they have a problem. And I think my parents did a good job of this. When we were teenagers, they would say, I might not like what you've done, but I always want to be here to help you through it. And like, no problem is big enough that we can't work through it together. And now I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Um, yeah. Okay. But it's good to have parents that say that. And that's the kind of parent I want to be. I want my teenagers to come to me when they have a problem. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sorry. And I want my kids to come to me to solve their problems, right? That's what we all want. Um, sorry, I just need to take a breath there. <laughs> this is different than being their friend, right? Um, parenting like their buddy, that doesn't work. But you can still be there for them when they have a problem and help them work through it and not just react to what they've done. So that's an important another important reason to parent like the nanny. Um, and this really reminds me of parenting like a teacher. So, um, when you're a teacher, the children come into your classroom, they are who they are. They're in the academic space that they're in, you know, their reading level is what it is when they come to you and you have one year to do all you can while you have them. So that's a really important thing to reflect on. We are raising children to become competent adults. We are here for a short time and then they're going to move on. Just like those kids in my class, they move on to the next grade. And all I can do is say, I did what I could, right? And that's all we can do. So that's like the nanny when their job is done with that family, you know, they might be sad about it, but they move on to an, another family and they did all they could and they don't hang on, right? They're not, um, they're not overly attached. That's, that's what it is. Um, so if there's one thing you take from this episode, I hope that we can all relax a bit 
and act like a nanny and don't try to control our children but decide what is important what we want them to learn set our boundaries our rules there and then stop trying to control the rest let them be who they are and understand that you had them but they're not yours they're their own people and they're going to live their own lives and they need to learn their own lessons I want to share with you um, a funny thing that happened with me and my husband and a quote that he had that I think is probably the smartest thing he has ever said about parenting and it really shows um, the difference between me and him and maybe it's not all mothers and fathers but it's definitely me and him I was droning on and on about some issue with one of the kids that I was trying to work through and figure out and you know and he just was he's really relaxed kind of a guy and he just said lead him and feed him it's all you can do and I was like I just laughed and I was like you're so right like that's all you could do as long as you're leading them which implies trying and you know giving guidance and giving advice and doing your best and and feed them like that's all you can do and he's so right and I think I'm prone to overthinking anyways but maybe in general the reason that fathers aren't as overcome with this parenting role is that they don't take it so seriously like they're not thinking about lunch five hours before it's lunchtime they're thinking about lunch when their kids having a tantrum because they're hungry and then they get lunch ready and yeah that's sometimes problematic if you let them get to that tantruming point but really if you're I don't know busy doing something and they don't get lunch until they're over overly hungry it's not the end of the world and so I just wanted to end with lead them and feed them that's all you can do and hopefully that lightens your day a little bit thank you so much for listening you've been listening to playful joy a parenting podcast without the guilt you can find me on instagram at playful joy podcast if you have questions comments or feedback you can email me at playfuljoypodcast at gmail.com and next up i would love to discuss specific things you're going through with your children and try to help so if you are comfortable with me talking about your specific issue on an episode please email playfuljoypodcast at gmail.com with the subject line advice and maybe just like from one friend to another, maybe I have some ideas that can help. Thanks so much for listening.